And so feel free to say something in the comments. Also, we are going to have a special time of praise reports and prayer concerns. And it's an opportunity for those that are watching virtually to join with us. And so if you have a praise report or a prayer concern, be sure to drop it in our comments so that we can be sure to share it live here with everybody. And so we'll have a time after our praise and worship for praise reports and prayer concerns. So we'd love for you to share those that we might be able to pray in the corporate setting. And so we'd love for you to mention anything, any testimonies or prayer concerns you have in the comments. We're going to invite you to worship with us as we worship this morning. Um, we're going to have the Louisville Corps and the Irving Corps join us again for praise and worship. <coughs> so we invite you to join us to sing. Well, good morning, everyone. Let's worship the King of Kings, the maker of heaven and earth. Yes, a God who cares for each one of us and who saves us, who fights for us. And so let's sing to the Lord Almighty, who made all things and yet is our close friend, each and every one of us. Let's sing to him. One, two, three. Oh, 
name we pray. Amen. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we humbly approach your throne this day. We thank you for this opportunity you've given us to come together to worship you. You know our hearts. You know the burdens upon them. You know us who those who are hearts are heavy from loss, Lord. Whether it be from coronavirus, whether it be from the unrest that's been happening, Lord for justice that are heavy on people's hearts. We pray for Major Betty, Lord. We lift her up. We pray for her son and for her. We pray for healing for her heart. We pray for Gabriel's friends, Lord, that are recovering from coronavirus. We pray for our city, dear Lord. We pray for the messengers of the kingdom, the new lieutenants that are being commissioned across our nation, Lord, right now. They are Indeed, indeed, new workers in a harvest field that is ripe for the reaping. It's ready, Lord. And we just pray that you embolden them, empower them, that they might be your servants, messengers of the kingdom. 
pray for our world, Lord. We just ask that you be with us, giving us a heart that, above all, is your heart moved by what moves your heart, filled with your love for your people, for the world. And we just ask that you be with us now. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You were poor. 
There were slaves, and there were free people. And they had a class system based on ethnicity. You were either a Jew or you weren't. to go to the very beginning of what was said. One of the very first messages the church would ever hear about treating one another. One of the first instructions the church is given when it comes to loving and serving one another. James chapter 2. Now, I've looked at this in preparation for this in a couple of different translations. And let me tell you, if you do that, they're kind of powerful. James chapter 2 says, My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, You stand here, or sit on the floor of my feet, have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have sort of insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are excluding you? Are not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who slander your noble name or slander the noble name of the one 
to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, which is love your neighbor as yourselves, you are doing it right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as law breakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles over one point is guilty of breaking it all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but you do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith, but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? Now, In the book of James, he specifically mentions the partiality between those who have and those who have not. Take a moment. How many times in your life have you felt like I have not? How many times have you faced difficulties that seemed unfair? How many times have you felt as a have? Other translations in the book of James say things like, beware of prejudice, of discrimination, of inequality. Does the Bible not say that those who are persecuted, those who are oppressed, those who are weak, will inherit the kingdom of God? swayed about thinking of the benefits that can come with your association with them. 
and it challenged us, us to think of a mindset that honestly, Jesus pulled us first. In Matthew, what you have done for the least of these, you have done unto me. Jesus is indeed our glorious Lord, our example to follow. And he has challenged us as he himself does to see the heart of people. When Samuel is sent to pick a new king, all of Jesse's sons line up. You see this in Samuel. And and Samuel's walking down the line, and he says, mm, this one's pretty muscular, this one's kind of handsome, this one, this one, this one. He looks. He looks. Like he'd be a great king. Mind you, they already got a king who looked like a great king, Saul. But Saul's heart was not in the right place. And in Samuel, Samuel told by the Lord, <laughs> you may look at outward appearance, but the Lord, the Lord looks at the heart. And the youngest, quite possibly the smallest, son of Jesse, the one picked to be king. We can unconsciously look at people and think things without even realizing it. Samuel was a prophet. A man who had the Lord himself speak to him. He had been hearing the Lord speak to him since a child. But in his mind, a king would come and protect people. He didn't look like he was going to protect people. He needed to do certain things. But they already had a king who looked like he could protect people. But his heart wasn't with the Lord. We talk about it during Easter time. We say things like, my Jesus doesn't fit in a box. You ever heard that? We talk about the difference that happens from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, the people who were worshiping and praising Jesus turned their back on them because he wasn't quite what they expected. They weren't 
something beyond. James is challenging the church to look beyond. To see beyond. And even to help. You know what? You may be drawn to those kings that look like they can protect you. And let's be honest, sometimes we are. Because we don't see the bigger picture. Our minds aren't open enough. But James warns, don't be swayed by a person who shows up wearing fine clothes saying, you know what? There's not any good seats left, so you should have mine. And then in the same breath say, huh, you shouldn't be. Why don't you go to the back? In studying, I came across an illustration. Let me see if you guys have ever heard of the name Gandhi before. Anybody? Famous peacemaker. When he was young and studying in school, He came across the Bible, reading the Gospel, studying the life of Jesus. He was moved. Jesus and the Gospel seemed to be the very answer to how to bring unity and freedom of the oppression that they were having in India with caste systems. And he decides that he needs to know more. So, he goes to a church there. Now, of course, like our second option here in James, he probably wasn't dressed in fancy clothes. And because of that, he's turned away a door. They wouldn't even let him in the church. Why don't you worship with your own kind? They tell him.
didn't flourish. Because the church had forgot to love their neighbor as themselves. We are called to love one another, to stand up for one another. And so, I want us to take some time for a challenge to love our neighbors as ourselves. Salvation Army has put together Church versus unbelievers. That's 
all kinds where we may exclude people. Anyone ever been left out of a party because of some reason or another? Anyone never been invited to something? You see, the thing is, is if we're going to be like Jesus, we will seek them out as Jesus sought them out. We talk about the woman at the well. Culturally, it's very similar to what we're dealing with James. There was hostility, a very big chasm, a divide between Jews and Gentiles. And when Jesus is passing through, he purposefully seeks her out to share the gospel with her. He does it as simply as saying, can you get me something to drink? But instead, offers her the water that will quench any thirst, the water of everlasting life. And so, let us be willing to embrace one another, to seek each other out, to make a point, to embrace each other in Christ. These cards are here for you to come and get. If you're watching us and you don't have a card, drop an email in a private message and we'll send you your own. But it just says, I join with others who commit to be kind. That sounds easy, right? To be kind by watching our words, actions, and responses. To pray. To pray that the kingdom, God's kingdom, would come on earth as it is in heaven. Today. To read. To educate ourselves. To read his word. And to read things that would enlighten us. Praying for God's revelation in our lives. To speak up. you're the kind who won't stand somebody bullying a little kid, say something. Speak up. Where you see injustice, prejudice, partiality. Be willing to search your own heart and allow God to search your own heart and to know your heart and to know what's in your heart. David, guy after God's own heart, <laughs> Perfect, far from it. Even though the thing is that God looked at his heart. That's why he was picked out of all his brothers. And when David would pray, that's what he would say. Search me and know my heart and remove anything you need to. Refine me. And finally, reach out to someone. Be willing to embrace each other. To listen and to learn from one another. 
2 Corinthians 5, 19 says that we have been committed to the message of reconciliation. But are we sharing it? Are we committed to it? Or are we only comfortable sharing it in certain circumstances with certain people? Right in the song that plays, as it does, take this time in prayer. And I challenge you to invite the Lord into your hearts. To have him search you, to know you, to show you. To change anything you may need changing. To empower and embolden you. To be an agent of reconciliation on his behalf. If you want, you can come get a card here or you can do it after service. And if you'd like one and don't have one, direct message the page and we will be able to get one to you tomorrow. As the music plays, I just ask that you take this time in prayer.